the Son therefore shall make you free. Ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 13th, 2010. And uh, today we're going to actually be doing a study on uh, video games, uh, particularly the types of video games like World of Warcraft and Halo and those types of of games. And uh, we're going to just be giving you a lot of Bible verses, really, that can relate to this particular subject, and then looking at a lot of the different aspects of this. This isn't going to be like a three-hour teaching or anything like that. I don't normally have time to do dedicated studies, and I really don't have time to do them now, but I've had so many requests for this and some other ones. Um, Started working on this, and um, hopefully it'll be a blessing to you, help some people regarding this particular subject, because it's a very black and white issue when, when you really start looking at it from a biblical standpoint, and uh, hopefully then this weekend I will also do another teaching, kind of resuming our current event and Bible study teaching. So we'll get right into it now, and uh, first I'm just going to look at some some actual Bible verses to start out with, to kind of get us grounded and and moving in the right direction here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13.11 says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Okay? This is something that we need to be doing as Christians, putting away childish things. Video games, whether they're, particularly these type that are overtly demonic, World of Warcraft, Halo, I don't know all the names of all the, they're coming out with them all the time. But they're childish, if you think about it. They're, they're not benefiting you in your, as your walk, uh, in your walk as a Christian. The thing that you have to ask yourself with any endeavor that you're doing, is it bringing you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ or further away from Him? Is it becoming an idol in your life? Um, and if it is, you know, God, God doesn't tolerate that. The Lord Jesus Christ does not tolerate idols in our lives. And... If you've got things like this in your life, and if you really are a born-again Christian, he is going to chastise you. Uh, the Bible says, of whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth, meaning it's like kind of like if your parents were to spank you or to discipline you. Whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth, and if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards. Meaning, if you can do stuff like this and get away with it over and over and have no conviction of sin, most likely you're not even saved. I'm just talking about from a biblical standpoint. You may have had a prayer that you said at one point or whatever and these types of things, but uh, there should be chastening on your life, conviction of sin. If the Holy Spirit lives inside you, he's going to convict you of these things. And um, something to look at there. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. I I think that you would, uh, people that are into these video games, and they're playing them for hours on end, and uh, obviously this, these verses can apply to a lot of different things in our lives. It can apply to being addicted to the television, uh, being addicted to video games, being addicted to, like, watching sports, uh... Anything that you set up that takes preeminence before God is essentially an idol. Okay, So granted, these verses can apply to a lot of different aspects of our life, but for, for the sake of this talk, this is what we're, we're in reference to here. Um, okay, let's go a little bit further here. Um, Psalm 11, verse 5 says, The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence his soul hateth. Now, if you're participating and actively engaging in these types of video games where you're going around killing massive amounts of people and these types of things, or killing whatever, um, and you're really, let's say you're really into it, okay, doesn't that right there tell you that you're, that you're loving violence? How, and again, how is that really bringing you closer to the Lord? How is it bringing you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ? If you're Obsessed with something where you're in love with violence. I mean, these video games are out of control. They're insane. And 
I remember when I was young, um, my skating rink days, if you will. Uh, and this is way before I was ever saved. I, I didn't get saved until I was like 24. But, you know, I like that. My favorite game was Tempest. And it was, you know, like a, wasn't you weren't really killing anything. It was a uh, hard to describe. Anyway, um, the games, though, and granted, there were games where you were, you were doing killing as well. But the games have so much more evolved now where you're literally in this fantasy world where, you know, you're engaging all these different things and in, in you're doing this and you're doing that and you're saving the planet, you're saving the galaxy or whatever. You're, own, you're, you're literally your own little god, okay, set up over your own little universe. And it's an alternate universe that you're actually putting yourself in. It's a fantasy world. There's no basis in reality. And um, it's like you're living a lie, okay? So... This is another thing, you know, him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. You've got to be real careful with this kind of stuff, okay? Um, let's go further. Let's see here. Um, 2 Timothy 2.22 Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Obviously, there's not a whole lot peaceful about, <laughs> particularly the, these hardcore, you know, video games. And, you know, obviously, there's different levels of things. A, a lot of them are much more overtly evil than others. But to a certain extent, no matter what video game you're playing, there's somewhat of a of a obviously a temptation there with all of them. I mean, as far as just burning up time, even if the video game is, let's say, essentially trying to teach you maybe something um, positive. Let's say it's some type of whatever. You want to be real careful about how much time you're devoting to any endeavor like that. Um, next verse. Psalm 101, verse 3. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Okay, again, so many of these video games, particularly that we're talking about here, World of Warcraft, Halo, a lot of these soldier games, these vampire uh, werewolf games. How can you possibly play those games? How is it possible to play them and set no wicked thing before your eyes? There's so much blasphemy. And um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Woven into these games. I mean, overt blasphemy against the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, it's very, very hard to reconcile from a biblical standpoint playing these games in any way, shape, or form. Um, and then it goes on to say, I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. So again, we don't want this stuff to cleave to us, okay, to actually become part of us. Now, we're going to go ahead and just get started in this first article. And it says, Game Widows Grieve Lost Spouses. Okay, so this is the first actual um, thing that we're going to be looking at here. This is from MSNBC. Okay, this is how blatant it is. I mean, you can have a secular news outlet reporting on this. You know, this isn't even a Christian news outlet, but it's pretty black and white. It starts out by saying they don't wear black veils. You won't find them shopping for caskets at the local funeral home. And they don't expect you to send them somber flower arrangements or cards expressing your sympathy. And yet, they're widows nonetheless. Though their spouses and partners haven't gone to the great beyond, these particular widows in widowers, say their loved ones have gone someplace that's almost as distant and unreachable. Some have left this world for the world of Warcraft. Others have forsaken this life for second life. These are different names of video games. And still others have been taken away by EverQuest. Uh, also Final Fantasy XI and Dark Age of Camelot. Now again, I don't have any personal experience with any of these games. I've seen clips and things of this nature. I haven't really ever played any of this type. I, I played a little bit as far as Dungeons and Dragons when I was when I was younger. Very I, really, the Lord even kept me away from that when I was younger because I kind of wanted to pursue it. But every time I did, it didn't work. It just seemed like the Lord, even back then, He was watching out for me. And uh, I've, heard, I've heard that referred to as prevenient grace, which is the grace God extends to a unbeliever up until the point when he gets saved. Because, let's face it, the Lord Jesus Christ does know the beginning from the end. He knows who are going to get saved and who's not going to be saved. So, 
I know that, that he had his protective hand upon me well before I ever got saved. I can look back and obviously see that now, whereas back then I couldn't really see it. I was so self-centered. Um, not to say I'm perfect now either. Anyway, let's go further. Um, as the ranks of those playing video games in general, and massively multiplayer online games in particular, continue to grow, so grow the ranks of those who refer to themselves as game widows. Now, regarding this World of Warcraft game, I noticed that... Um, it was the last computer I got. Um, that was already pre-programmed software on my computer when I bought it. And I mean, that's I tried to like delete it, and every time I did some type of restore, it popped right back up. So there are a lot of people in the computer industry that are bent on exposing you to these types of games. Ultimately, the reason if they would want a, um, a safe person to be exposed to them is it knows it's going to take your they know it's going to take your heart away from the Lord Jesus Christ if you get into this stuff. Uh, you know you can't serve two masters as the Bible talks about. You 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 can't bow the knee to Baal in, in, the, in the knee to God. It's just, you got to make up your mind here. And um, for a lot of people, this truly does become their life, and as we're going to look at here in a second. They are the husbands, the wives, the girlfriends, and the boyfriends of gamers whose playing habits have consumed their lives. The bereaved say their mates have suffered a kind of digital death that has only left the shell of a person they love behind. Well, why? Because it's, it's like it's sucking the life out of you. It's like it's, you're giving your life to this video game. So this shell that's left behind then it's like there's nothing left to give to your family, okay? I've heard that stated about, well, men or women that are really sexually promiscuous. It's almost like every time you have a different partner, it's like you're giving a part of yourself to them. And eventually they just become shells of what they may have been, okay? Because they've given parts of themselves with every new conquest or every new partner that they've given, and they become these shells. And and it's kind of similar to what we're talking about here. Uh, Going further, it says, And like a real death, it has left the people who remain heartbroken, scared, and angry. Now, 1 John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, if this isn't the world, I don't know what is. Honestly, what what we're actually going into right now is... Through the whole movement of transhumanism, through the whole movement of like neural implants and all of this stuff that, that is going on with like iPhones and the droid and all these things, Satan is moving humanity through technology to a point where we're going to be so totally dependent. And so many people are right now, like on their phones and on um, their computers and on these types of things. They're going to be moving us into like this fantasy world and a world that we're totally dependent upon these interfaces, okay? Computers are going to literally govern our whole lives. And also then you get into the whole realm of microchip implants and, and, and um, uh, even down to things like credit cards, driver's licenses. Everything is going to become digitized, computerized, and this technological advancement as it continues to march on is going to try to take more and more and more and consume more and more of our lives. This is just really part of that and preparation in, um, for that, okay? A preconditioning process, if you will. So, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, if you're in love with this stuff, the love of the Father is not in you. And you really need to examine yourself Okay, um, regarding this matter. Because the Bible says if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Okay, so we need to judge ourselves every day. And that's what has a lot to do with taking the Lord's Supper, which is one of the ordinances in the Bible regarding, you know, after you get saved, baptism, the Lord's Supper. You can go to, uh, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 11. Okay, read that. And the Bible says to examine yourself prior to taking the Lord's Supper. Supper. Confess your sins, get right with the Lord Jesus Christ, because many, if you don't do this, there's a warning there. It says many have fallen asleep, meaning there's many that 
people that have actually died. It's, a, it's a, actually in the King James, that's another way of saying they died. And many have become sick as a result of partaking of the Lord's Supper unworthily. But I will tell you this. Um, we try to always partake of the Lord's Supper. In fact, we just did it before we did this teaching. And it will make a huge difference in your life. It will make a huge difference if you're having problem with sin in your life. Um, it will make a huge difference in that area. Now, granted, there's a lot of other aspects to the Christian walk. There's reading the Bible daily. Um, uh, praying, fasting, obviously, you know, putting on the full armor of God, living by biblical tenets and principles. You could do a whole study on that, obviously. But I really believe the Lord's Supper is something that's very, very, very important, okay, regarding that. And um, I also think it's very important to also, no matter how bad things get economically, to continue whatever ministry the Lord has convicted you, or whatever person, if it's a widow, an orphan, uh, some worthy, hopefully non-501c3 charity to give to, that you continue that. Um, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's very important. I'm not putting on a Benny Hinn sermon here or, or, or telling you to, um, you know, you're going to get some kind of hundredfold increase. But I believe that is very important because it demonstrates faith to the Lord Jesus Christ. It demonstrates that you're still faithful no, no matter how bad things are possibly economically. You're, you're showing the Lord Jesus Christ that you're going to be faithful with what he's given you, and you're going to give him a portion of whatever that is. Now, I've done a whole study on the concept of New Testament giving versus tithing, and you can go to contendingfortruth.com and access that teaching. Now, right now, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties with our previous teachings. Um, our website is partially dependent upon another website that a listener put up for a lot of my previous teachings, and he got hacked and um, they put malware and put a virus and things like that. So he's trying to get those done. So if you find these teachings and the audios aren't playing, check back in, you know, five days, a week, ten days, and hopefully they'll be up again. This website, obviously, since, oh my word, since I guess the start of this year, starting back with Sermon Audio, and then all of the other things that we've went through, then our the website actually got, um, the contendingfortruth.com website got hacked, got taken down, totally had to redo it over again. We have been attacked um, over and over in different and various ways. And I have also found that people that try to help this ministry, they also get attacked. So I would ask that you would pray for them as well. Um, the people that are praying for this ministry, the people that have given into this ministry, whether it be prayers or finances or whatever, um, I, I pray for them. I really do because I know they're going to get attacked in some way, shape, or form. Because, um, you know, the devil's trying to stop them from helping us. And, and I've seen it over and over and over again. Um, so anyway, I, I just, just something I wanted you to be aware of there. Um, next verse, 1 Corinthians 6.19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So it's pretty tough to glorify God in your body, in your spirit, if you're you know, glued to some demonic video game for hours and hours and hours out of a day. Okay? And again, that would apply to a lot of other things in life too, as well. So the Holy Ghost lives inside you, and you take the Holy Ghost wherever you go. So that's something to think about. Whatever you're doing... On a daily basis, Holy Spirit's right there inside you, and that's why it's I think very easy to grieve the Holy Spirit. And it says, "Grieve not the Holy Spirit." So, something to think about there as well. Let's go further. This is going back to the article. It says, "I felt like I wasn't even married anymore." It says Sherry Myro, her 29 years old of Toronto. Her husband had become obsessed with playing World of Warcraft otherwise known as WOW is an abbreviation, a hugely popular online role-playing game that now boasts some 9 million subscribers worldwide. He wasn't eating or sleeping. He wasn't cooking. And he loves cooking. He became this person who wasn't interested in life if it didn't have to do with World of Warcraft. You know what this reminds me of? People that get hooked on methamphetamine. 
That's what happens to them. They'll like go days without like sleeping or eating, and, and it's almost like a, a drug. And there is a huge demonic component regarding these these um, games. Now, see, this is another thing. You buy one of these games, or you start playing them. It's one thing of the time it's eating up, and, and this and that, and the things that are obvious on on the surface. But you're not seeing the potential demonic infestation that's happening to you because it's on an unseen level. So, much like getting hooked on a drug, these games are addictive and there is a big-time demonic component and you are literally inviting devils and demons to dwell in your flesh. Particularly, I think, if you buy one of these games, bring it into your house. It's a cursed object. It's not enough just to stop playing it. You need, to, you need to, at bare minimum, break that thing and get it in the garbage. Preferably burn it, if you, ha- if you can. And if you can't, break it and get it out of your house, okay? Anything like that. Not only that, if it's not in your house, it won't be a temptation. But if it's in your house, the devil's still going to tempt you with it. And once you break it and get it out of your house, you'll notice the devil knows then he can't tempt you with that game in your house anymore. So you'll notice it's a lot easier to overcome temptation when that temptation is actually literally out of your house. It's also showing God that you mean business. Okay? So let's go further. Um, angry, frustrated, and feeling alone. Myro stated, started GameWidow.com a website for gaming's other half. In June of 2005, and quickly, uh, she, she started this in June of 2005, and quickly discovered how just, just how not alone that she was. By July, I had 400 active members. By the end of the year, I had 1,000 members, she says. These days, GameWidow.com has some 2,000 members who gather in the forums to vent their frustrations and mourn their losses together. Meanwhile, Myro isn't the only one who is ironically enough using the internet as a means of dealing with the devil, it helped to deliver her home. With the devil, it helped to deliver her into her home. Sorry, that was like written in a very ungrammatically correct way. And again, a lot of times I'm reading off things and they blow it grammatically. I try to edit these things, but it's hard when you're going through 30 pages of stuff on a weekly basis to nail every little thing from an editing standpoint because it's it's never-ending. It's okay... 20 pages this week, 30 pages this week, and then I have people coming to me, and, and usually if I get attacked, they'll say, oh, you're, you're whatever, grammatically whatever, and they, they, they love to do that on me. And um, I would challenge them to try to go through 30, 20 pages every week, edit it, deal with all the emails that I'm getting, deal with all of the of the things that I have to do on a daily basis in order just to maintain this ministry here, um, because I'm pretty much doing um, what's up here on my own every week, and I'm just one person, so it's hard for me to always, you know, have everything just perfect. So anyway, um, let's go further. Jennifer Newberry sounds both discouraged and exhausted when she talks about her husband's addiction to World of Warcraft, a game he has at times played up to 18 hours a day. Ezekiel says, Ezekiel 14.3 says, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Iniquity being like sin. Should I be inquired of them at all? Should Should I be inquired of at all by them? This is what God asked the question. So, when you've set up idols in your heart and you've put the stumbling block of iniquity before your face, which I can't imagine a better analogy than a game like World of Warcraft or these other games, because it's literally in your face, right? You're actually staring at a screen here. God says, should I be inquired of at all by them? Meaning, are they going to approach me and inquire of me? Do you think that you could possibly have your prayers heard? I mean, there's a lot of things you could do to get your prayers hindered. And having a boatload of sin in your life, and having idols set up in your heart before God, you're not going to get your prayers answered. Okay? If you're doing this type of stuff. Let's go further. It says, before he got into this game, he had lots of interest, she says. He was into music, cars, he was active, outdoorsy. Um, not to say that that's great, but then he said he used to hang out with friends. He, he is now agoraphobic, and he won't go out of the basement. Agoraphobic, I'm sorry. Newberry joined the World of Warcraft Widows Support Group at Yahoo.com in, 
in October of 2005, so she could talk to other people who shared her plight. Back then, there were 500 members. Two years later, Newberry has taken over the owner of the group and now includes more than 3,000 members. Um, they go on to say, it wasn't like being in a relationship. Shelley Quintana says of her life with her husband at the height of his gaming addiction. It was like living with a zombie. In March of 2006, Quintana, a New, New Jersey mother of three, started a website called GamingSucks.com and a comic strip called Widow's Revenge in response to her husband's obsession with the likes of Ultima Online and World of Warcraft. At first, she did it in a way to tease the man she loved and missed, but then it just got crazy popular, she says. Okay, going further... Certainly, video game addiction has been a much-discussed topic in recent months. This summer, a Reno couple was arrested after they let their two children nearly starve to death while they played a role-playing video game. And in June, the American Medical Association considered a proposal to declare video game addiction a formal psychiatric disorder. Oh, good, just one more reason that they can prescribe meds to people, which is they're always looking for reasons to do that. Uh, let's go further here. Uh... Much to many widows' dismay, the AMA decided against the official designation, at least for the time being, saying it needed further study. Well, okay. AMA meaning American Medical Association. Still, click through the pages of the widow support sites, and you'll find plenty of terrible tales told by those living with players unable to control their habit. There's a woman whose husband left her in the hospital two hours after their baby was born, so he could go home and play. I mean, you know, how sickening. Be a man. Unbelievable. There's a bedridden wife whose husband wouldn't take care of her because he was so busy gaming. This is how self-centered our society has become. I have just seen people becoming more and more and more apathetic and self-centered. Particularly in America, where we live. I mean, it's unbelievable. They just People do not care about anybody but themselves. For, for a large percentage of the people. And not only that, but it's like, it's not even that they care about themselves. Sometimes it's almost the exact opposite because they're so apathetic. I mean, they'll be putting garbage and eating all kind of things that are just killing them and doing things that are killing them. And their response to you is when you, when you call them on it or when you try to warn them is that, I don't care. I don't care. It's like they don't care. You know what? They're going to care when they get cancer. They're going to care when they get heart disease or whatever malady they end up contracting. But it's almost like, you know, eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die. This is kind of the attitude. That, and I really do believe that a lot of it is subliminal conditioning through the media, through the sound of silence technology that we've done whole studies on, through these converter boxes on the TVs, through the Gwen Towers, the Harp Towers, different ways that they can influence our thinking patterns. And I think why, you know, it's, it's important to, you know, putting on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation. But it implies a protection of the mind as well. And also, the Bible talks about putting on the mind of Christ. Okay? Because there's a lot of things that are going on from a technological basis. Even if you're not setting yourself in front of a video game every day. But even from a technological basis, these radio waves and a lot of these other things that are going on. This is why I don't have one of those converter boxes. This is why we don't have cable or anything like that in our house. Uh, I don't want to subject ourselves to these types of, I mean, that and a lot of other reasons, but I don't want to subject myself to those types of, um, of things, of, of mind-altering things. And I really think it's creating this unbelievably apathetic society. And then there's also a gigantic demonic component as well that... that you could talk about that for quite a while as well. I think it's a combination, though, of technology and, and um, essentially th there's a gigantic demonic component as well. And they're combining to form this apathetic, self-centered society that is absolutely given over to carnality, meaning their God is their belly, as the Bible talks about. They just are there to feed their own flesh. That's all that matters. And when things really start to get bad in the day and times ahead, particularly for Americans who are, you know, and I'm not making a blanket statement, but I'm just saying for the most part, the most spoiled, rotten brats on the planet. Okay, for the most part. I'm not talking about my listeners, okay, and these types of things. I'm saying 
for the most part. You look at the world overall. And all of the evil and all of the things that are happening in America now, most people just don't care. I heard this thing today, you know, and I, I just put on the conservative talk stuff just to listen to see what the thing is. Not, not that I subscribe to Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, or any of that, okay? But I like to, I like to hear what's going on from a um, uh, political standpoint. And they were, you know, I think Sean Hannity was saying, you know, most people, if you, you pull them on a the street, they don't know who the vice president is. Um, what was the other thing they didn't know? One other thing, I mean, it was just like gigantically, totally obvious and they had no clue. They're apathetic. They don't care. And and this is exactly what the Illuminati, the New World Order, this is what Satan wants. He wants a bunch of people that are just, okay, just, uh, I'll do whatever. I don't really care. Just as long as I can have my toys, eat the stuff that I want to eat, do the stuff that I want to do, be entertained. You know, I'll, I'll basically uh, do whatever. I don't really care about this other stuff. And, again, it's from a myriad of different angles they've created this society. And, and a lot of it is because the, the church, worldwide, particularly in America, has absolutely failed society. You know, they're, they're not doing their job of warning people about stuff like this. Granted, there's obviously a certain obligation to preach the gospel. That's the most important thing. But there's also things like warning their congregations about various issues like this and sounding the alarm. And, and, and this is stuff that is so prevalent with, with people that call themselves Christians. Uh, and yet they see nothing wrong with any of it. And so this leaven, this sin, has crept into the church and has literally numbed the minds and, and created these apathetic, lukewarm, congregations of Christians that, that see nothing wrong with all manner and all types of sin. And again, I'm not saying that because I think I'm Mr. Perfect and I'm better than everybody. I'm just making an observation. You know, I was there at one time, you know, been there, kind of done it. And um, it's just a sad state of affairs. But the Bible predicted it was going to happen. It predicted that things were going to be this way. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, regarding the end times, essentially regarding the, the time of the great apostasy or falling away of the church, regarding the Laodicean church era, that are either hot or cold, but they're lukewarm, yet they think they're in need of nothing, yet God sees them as blind, wretched, weak, naked before him, yet they think they're in need of nothing. You know, Regarding that time, it says, For this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they, and this is including people that are unsaved and people that would call themselves Christian, but are, are deluded, deluded pseudo-Christians, I believe. Okay, Because the Bible says, narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal, and few there be that find it. Broad is the way which leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go thereat. Okay, So of all the day and times that the world's ever known, of all the time that, that we were warned about being deceived, this is the time that we should be on guard, most of all, of being deceived ever, okay? And the Bible clearly states in Hosea 4, 6 that my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge and because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also re reject thee and thou shalt be a priest to me no more and I will also reject thy children. So when a parent willingly rejects truth and knowledge and starts to harden his heart toward truth, okay, then it's also going to start affecting their children because it's particularly the dad supposed to be the spiritual head of the family. Okay, so when you make a decision as particularly the dad, okay, it's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your wife. It's going to affect your family. So this is another reason you can look at. But the Bible says, For this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And this, these video games, they're unrighteous. There's nothing righteous about them. Okay, So you can look at this from so many different biblical angles, and it's such a easily... It's a very easy thing to expose. Okay, Now, I'm sure there'll be people coming to me trying to argue with me about this and that. You know, Okay, fine. You have your opinion. I have mine. I believe I'm backing it up with multiple scriptures on what we're talking about today. And um, you're not going to win me over to, to your way of thinking. So don't even bother, okay? 
because I really don't I'm, I'm not interested in debating about this particular subject. Uh, it, it's it's really un it's undebatable. I mean, when you look at this subject in totality, and then you look at the Bible, not really a subject that that you have a biblical leg to stand on regarding justification of this particular practice. So let's go further. Um, Okay, let's read this last statement over again. There's the bedridden wife whose husband won't take care of her because he was so busy gaming. Okay? How how disgusting. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, But if any provide not for his own... Now, this is... I believe it in reference to Christians. Okay? Born-again Bible-believing Christians. If any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house. Now, providing... If you look that word up, the actual etymology of that word... Um, in the Greek, that also uh, is encompasses protection. Okay, and this is really said to the man of the house here. Okay, if any provide not for his own house, and especially those not for his own, especially those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Now, I didn't say that; the Bible said it. Okay, so. You know, if you're not providing for your own, especially they be of your own house, and that providing also implies protection. Well, if you saw your child engaging in these worthless demonic video games, burning up all kind of time, isn't it your duty as a dad or a mom to protect them from that? Isn't that your duty? The longer you let them play that stuff, the more demonic hooks these devils are going to get in those children. I just saw a video up on the internet, and it was this kid that had just had his World of Warcraft membership taken away by his parents. You should have saw his brother was actually put this camera in his room, and he was filming him. You should have saw this kid freaking out. I mean... (laughs) If ever I have ever seen a demonic manifestation, this was it. I mean, this kid went absolutely ballistically nuts. You talk about a temper tantrum? I've never seen anything like it. I mean, he put any three-year-old to shame. And this kid was probably like 14 or 15 years old. And I thought to myself, how unbelievably stinking pathetic that this, I mean, he acted like he, he hated his life and, and he hated his parents and he hated everything. And he's just freaking out. That is how demonically infested this boy was over this game. The problem is, is he should have never been allowed to do it. And he probably wasn't a Christian anyway, so there's, you know, you could go, there's a lot of other things that would be overriding that. But, um, yeah, he, he went absolutely ballistically nuts. It, it was like two minutes of this. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't help but laugh. It was, it, was, it was unbelievably pathetic, you know, at the same time. But, I mean, it was so unbelievably overboard that, you know, it, just amazing. Uh, it just shows you where people's priorities are, I guess, when you see things like that. What's really, really important to them. Um, so, if... But if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. That's a very scary verse. Okay? Uh, Let's go further. But the overwhelming number of relatively ordinary tales of loneliness and despair... Now, what I've done, just so you know, is as I was reading this, and as what happens when I read stories like this, even if they're secular, Bible verses start coming into my head as I go through a story like this, and I insert them in. So obviously MSNBC didn't have this in their original (laughs) rendition of the story, but that's how the Bible verses got in there. And this PDF will be available. It's about a nine-page PDF. It will be available with this study for um, 11-13-2010 regarding um, the video games exposed. So you can can reference that on contendingfortruth.com. So let's go further. But it's the overwhelming number of relatively ordinary tales of loneliness and, and despair in the wake of a mate's compulsive gaming that makes this phenomenon truly heartbreaking. The posts in the GameWidow.com forums frequently sound like this one. Uh, here's an example. He's sitting two computers away from me playing World of Warcraft. Eleven years together, two kids, and now a $1,000 bill for marriage therapy that's not really working. I'm done have been for a while. It's not just World of Warcraft. Before World of Warcraft, it was Final Fantasy. And before that, it was S-O-C-O-M. Whatever that is. 
I've been the invisible woman in my home for over three years, and honestly, I'm done. I deserve a man who wants to spend time with me and not his stupid games. You know, I mean, how pathetic that, that this guy would be doing this. But it's demonic. It's demonic. It's just like a drug. Okay? And I, I know because I, I had a little experience with that, like I said, when I was young. I don't think nothing to the extent of what these people are going through now. The video games back then just weren't that elaborate. And I mean, generally, as you put a quarter in a machine and it's done within a couple minutes, or depending on your skill level, you know, obviously you could, you could uh, the better you were, the longer you played. But, you know, this, this is a whole other level that I've never actually witnessed before. Um... Let's go forward. Quintana knows the feeling. She recalls being halfway around the world, visiting family in New Zealand, when she called the husband she hadn't seen for weeks, but he wasn't exactly happy to hear from her. Okay, so she hadn't seen her husband around the week. She was halfway around the world, and when she finally calls him, he, he said, I'll have to call you back. I'm in the middle of a raid. She says, refer to the group of events that take place within World of Warcraft. It was horribly painful. So she had, he hadn't even talked to his wife for weeks, and he had said, I'll have to call you back. I'm in, I'm in the middle of a raid. I, I can't think of anything much more self-centered than what I'm reading. You know, abandoning your family over, over a video game and, and putting them, uh, putting this video game number one priority. I mean, God's nowhere in sight. If you're doing this, I'm sorry, but God's not even on the top ten list. You know, and um, the wife and everything else is a distant, you know, second, third, fourth. And it's, it's obvious. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. And again, I've said this before, but when you read the Word, the Word of God, the King James Bible in the English language, okay, not another New Age version or, or one of these new translations, the King James, when you read that, it is literally like a washing, a cleansing process that takes place. Okay, So again, with sin issues and things like that, and if, if you're in, like, let's say, a secular job or something like that, it's very important to be in the Word daily because it is like a cleansing, washing process. Okay, and then let's go further. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any of such, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Now, to any of these men that we're describing here, and it also applies to women too, Okay, I, I, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. It's not near as prevalent, but it does happen. But are any of these men demonstrating true love for their wives in any way, shape, or form from a biblical standpoint. I mean, talk about, you know, God's not even the picture. They don't love their wives. It's very obvious. Their whole lives are absolutely consumed with themselves. And really, almost every single sin you could ever point to, the root of virtually every sin starts with self. Some type of self-centered motivation is typically why we commit all sins, if you think about it, the God of self. And, and so you set yourself up almost as an idol, you know, because you're, you're, you're worrying about appeasing and pleasing your flesh, which is an abomination and an affront to God, the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's go further. And it's not just women widows out there. There are plenty of men who's lost their wives and girlfriends to gaming as well. Now, I never, wow, I, when I read that, I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. But it does happen. Writes one widower at GameWidow.com, I'm a young dad with a little boy and a baby girl and a wife who plays a lot of World of Warcraft. Uh, let's go further here. My wife plays during every free hour she has. When the baby wakes up during her afternoon nap, which is one of my wife's daily time slots for World of Warcraft, she gets seriously mad. So I guess when the baby wakes up during her afternoon nap, which is one of my wife's daily time slots for... Okay, so if the baby wakes up and she's playing World of Warcraft, she gets seriously mad. Talk about unnatural affection, which is an earmark of the end times. Okay? Um, unnatural affection. And Jesus said... 
Think not that it can bring come to bring peace, but it bring a sword. And a man's foes will be they of his own household. Daughter against you know mother, mother against daughter, father against son. These types of things. And um, there's going to be a lot of unnatural affection. And and this is a warped form of you know obviously a mother child relationship. Ephesians five twenty two says wives. Submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Okay, so there's very few wives that actually do this, but at the same time, there's very few men who call themselves born-again Christians that actually... How should I say this? That actually have a backbone that actually are biblically fulfilling their roles as husbands. And as a result, the woman tends to fill that position if the man won't do it. I've seen it over and over and over again. Okay, The husbands won't step up to the plate. They just want to be mealy-mouthed. They just want to be wishy-washy and lukewarm. Well, the wives will then step up to the plate and start wearing the pants. And then everything's backwards and in reverse. Okay? The husband was the one that let it happen from a biblical standpoint. It's really his fault. Because he didn't have a backbone to stand up to his wife in the first place. Now, I'm not not making some blanket condemnation. uh, You know, I'm just saying, this is what I typically see happen with with a lot of particularly modern-day Christian marriages. And, and, And again, I've got into this before. But, one of the things that Satan has done, particularly in the last 70, 80 years, and we've covered this in many other teachings, is, is all of the hormonal manipulation of men and of women through the various food additives. We talked about BHT, how they line the cans with it, they put it on cash register receipts. We've talked about the anything with probe or meth on the label, all these personal care products, shampoos, um, toothpaste, you name it. Underarm deodorants, they have prop or meth in them. Those are called xenoestrogens. Those actually act like xenoestrogens in the body, and they mimic estrogen. So we've got a lot of feminized men walking around, and they've had their hormones literally manipulated, and it's almost like they've been hormonally gelded. And then there's also a demonic component. So the women are wearing the pants, the men are gelded, and just kind of taking this secondary role, and the women become the head of the household. It's, it's, everything's reversed in most, for the most part in this country, things are reversed of the way. And if you were the devil, wouldn't that be what you try to do? Wouldn't I mean, if the Bible lays out biblical guidelines of how things are supposed to be in the home, well, if you're the devil, you're going to try to cause the exact opposite thing to happen. And the Bible says it is judgment. Um, there's a verse that, that I've quoted before, but when, um, it says as for the men, the women and the children rule over them, and this was a, this was in the Old Testament, and it was it was describing God's judgment over a nation that was under God's judgment, and it says, "As for the men, the women and the children rule over them," and this is the state of affairs that we face in America. I'm not saying every single person, but I'm saying absolutely the majority, absolutely 100. percent The men, for the most part, particularly the ones that call themselves Christians, have absolutely abdicated their God-given role as husbands, many times as providers, and as dads for their children. Not all. And I'm not, I'm not making some blanket criticism of all my listeners by any stretch. I'm talking about in general. Okay, in the general lukewarm 501c3 corporate churches of America. This is, the, this is what we're facing here. So, um, let's go further here. With these... Uh, let's see. With these MMORPGs, they will swallow almost anybody. Um, I mean, that must be an acronym for something. Anyway, she goes on to say, estimating that GameWindow.com's men- membership is split 70% between women and 30% men. In other words, there's 30% of the men on there that have lost their wives to the games, and 70% of them are women who have lost their husbands to the games. They're so user-friendly and so appealing to even a non-gamer that pretty much anyone can get sucked into them. Uh, I've just come to the point where I don't care anymore, Newberry says. I just kind of like live like a single person. 
it's a lost cause. I can't make him change. And there's no rehab centers to send him to. If there are rehab centers I could send him to, he'd be the first to get in line. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm not big on any of that secular rehab stuff. Okay? I don't believe it's, it's remotely, obviously, addressing the demonic component. If it was an actual Christian rehab, okay, that'd be one thing. But... Almost all the time, whether it's drug, whether it's this type, or whether it's alcohol, all these rehab centers are typically secularly based. They're rooted in psychiatry, Freudian, whatever garbage. And so much of that is absolutely 100% contradictory to the Word of God. I believe the Lord Jesus Christ is really the one that would have to liberate a person from this. And obviously that would imply them getting saved. I'm talking about to really do the work right. Okay? Um, Let's go further. Mark 4.19 says, And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. So, this would be like, you know, somebody that, let's say they got saved, they got hooked into this stuff. And the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entered in. Well, isn't that what you're doing with these video games? I mean, you're lusting after this carnality that the video game is giving you. And it, what does it do? It chokes the word. Okay? Remember, Jesus Christ said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The, the secular world loves to, loves to quote the phrase, well, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What is the truth? Well, the Bible says, thy word is truth. The word of God is truth. That's where it all starts, is the word of God. The King James Bible for the English-speaking language. The word of God. Okay, So that's where, now, God can show you other truth, but you need to be ground in the word of God, on the solid rock of Christ Jesus, who actually is the incarnate word. The Bible says in John 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, Jesus Christ, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same in the beginning was God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In other words, Jesus Christ made the whole universe. Okay, and then the Bible goes on to say, and the word became flesh, and dwelt among men. And they beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten Son. So that's how important the Word of God is. Um, let's go further. Dr. Hillary Cash, a Redmond-based therapist, and one of the few who specializes in the Internet and computer addiction, believes that in the future, gaming addiction will be declared an official mental disorder. Oh, good. That'll just fix everything. You know, maybe, the, and then now they'll have their own meds, probably. For it, they'll have their own special meds, which will be kept, which will make them more demonically infested, particularly the mind-altering meds, the whole pharmacia sorcery link there. Okay, and I guarantee you, there's probably a lot of these people heavily on meds anyway. Then she then she goes on to say she also believes the twelve-step programs to help gameaholics kick their habits will be commonplace. Oh boy, that's going to fix everything as well. Until then, she says widows have a particularly difficult battle. Right now, video gaming is sexy and cool, and it's up. It's the up-and-coming fun way to live life. Well, what is, uh, what is video gaming also? It's an escape. It's an escape from reality. I mean, I think a lot of people deep down know there's some really, really bad stuff's on the horizon. And from a secular standpoint, if you're unsaved, you know deep down. I really do believe you know deep down you're destined for hell. There, there's got to be a concern. I mean, there was for me when I was unsaved. So... What do you want to do? Do you want to dwell on going to hell? Because you're not sure. You're never sure when you're unsaved. You're not. So do you want to sit there and dwell on going to hell? No, 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 no. You want to escape reality. That's why people turn to alcohol and drugs and this garbage, these video games. They're trying to escape reality. Okay, so they can live in a fantasy world. Who's inspiring them to do this? Well, is it the Lord Jesus Christ? No, obviously not. It's the devil, Satan, demons, whatever you want to call it. It's the forces of evil that are inspiring these things and trying to immerse our culture in this. It's not bearing any fruit for Christ, that's for sure. 
I mean, all you have to do is, the Bible says, buy their fruits, you shall know them. What's the fruit of these video games? Oh, yeah, I see a lot of people playing like World of Warcraft, becoming wonderful evangelists, preachers of the word of God, you know, going on missionary endeavors. No, 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 no. They're buried in their house in darkness, playing this game, abandoning their families, totally focused on carnality. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. So let's go further. Uh she goes on to say, so it is very hard to get people to see it for what it is. It's an addiction. Meanwhile, from a dearth of support, the widows deal with their loved one's addiction the best way they can. Some try to nag their mates into quitting. Some beg, some plead. Some break game discs. Some install key loggers and sabotage the computers altogether. Of course, the gamers out there haven't been entirely understanding of the plight of their widows. Well, obviously haven't. Miss Quintana has the... The dedicated a section of her website to show how often angry responses um, that she gets. One writes, instead of acting like a cranky old witch and bashing your husband's hobby, why don't you pony up? I, I love that expression, pony up, don't you? Anyway, why don't you pony up and buy your own PC and actually play it with him? So see, this is this warp devil's solution to his wife, to this wife who's losing her husband or probably lost him. Um, he calls her cranky old witch, bashing your husband's hobby, and then he says, why don't you pony up and buy your, your own PC and play it with your husband? Yeah, that's going to fix everything. Maybe they both can get addicted to it, and then they both can just live a total life of carnality and accomplish nothing in life. Let's go further. Writes another, your man likes video games. Why are you with him then? I'm sure the hobo in the dark alley way in the middle of the city doesn't play World of Warcraft. He's just your type. Do you see how sick and twisted and demented the mindset their minds are darkened okay why well the video games are really generally about dark subjects okay as a man thinketh so is he if you're playing some video game that one guy's up to 18 hours a day and the video game's about some dark subject you're killing all these people you're immersed in violence you're immersed in sorcery you're battling demons and devils are you telling me you're not dwelling on darkness as a man thinketh, so is he, according to the Bible. So, again, how many verses would we have to give you to you know, thoroughly prove to you that there's no biblical justification for doing this? And I don't think you should even dabble in this stuff. Okay? It's just, it's too dangerous. It's too addictive. This stuff is like, it's like um, technological crack. A lot of people that do crack or crystal meth, it only takes one hit to get them absolutely addicted for life. Okay, that's what, I, I'm, ta I'm talking, I've read people that have done crack and, and meth, and many times it's just one time they've tried it, and they are absolutely 100% hooked. There's a demonic component to those things, as well as, as these video games that you cannot see. So I don't think you'd be strong enough to resist it. Okay, so let's go further here. Uh, uh, going further, it says, the widows say that even more frustrating are the people who tell them that they should simply leave the gamers and move on. While it seems many a divorce has come from the homes divided by gaming, many of the widows say it's just not that simple. They say, why don't you get a divorce? And why don't you, why did you even marry a gamer? That's what they're called, says Quintana. But she responds, but I didn't marry a gamer. I married a man. I married somebody I loved. It's really sad stuff here. You know, I mean, ultimately, the Lord Jesus Christ is, is the solution here. Um, but anyway, there's a link here to the top five most addictive games. And then another link to is the virtual affair, real world infidelity. It really is. It's, it's almost like you're not, not only are, are, is it infidelity toward God, it's infidelity towards your wife, if you think about it. I mean. It really is a great example of that. Now, let's look at some Bible verses here. Actually, I tell you what, we probably should go to the next part of our teaching, and we'll start from there. God bless you. If you would like to sign up for Scott Johnson's free Christian current events and health newsletters, please email him at drjohnson at ix.netcom.com. That's D-R-J-O-H-N-S-O-N at the letter I, the letter X, dot N-E-T-C-O-M, dot com, with the word subscribe in the subject line. 
Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.